0: Welcome to episode six of Coffee and Tea with Dustin and Abby. I'm Dustin Detzer, and today we're joined with Case Belcher of Four Barrel Fitness.
1: What's up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at holistic personal training eight one two. And where can people find you on online, Case?
1: Uh, best place to find me is through Four Barrels Instagram. That's Four Barrel Fitness. That's the number four, and then B A R R E L Fitness. Or if you just go to 4 dot same thing. It's the number four and then fit dot com.
0: Cool, and we're with Abby. Oh that yeah, cool.
2: you guys can find me at Abby L Newton on Instagram. <laughs> so I'm curious. I'm gonna like dominate for a minute. I'm um, for everybody who's listening and doesn't know, Case owns Four, Bar- four Barrel Fitness. Mm-hmm. You have two locations in New Albany.
1: One in New Albany, one in Louisville.
2: One in Louisville. Um, and before we get into all that, I'd love to know how you two connected. I
1: think, Dustin, I think you had reached out via email, and then we set up a meeting and had a conversation, and I really liked Dustin's approach and philosophy to, I think we talked training, lifestyle, a little bit of everything, so uh, you know, we felt like Dustin was a good fit, and uh, you know, he added the the 4B30 program uh, to our program offering at oh. 4 Barrel, uh, which was also a big thing for us um, because, uh, you know, we've got all these time slots throughout the day where we have classes and, and Dustin was able to find some, some time that, uh, you know, we could get a new program going and we really uh, enjoyed him launching that program.
2: So he pitched it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and just... To uh, get out of the way, we are at the Kula Center in New Albany, Indiana, on Market Street, home of Spring Yoga, uh, Sakino Float Center, Integrating Healthy Habits, Daily Wellness and Massage, and
2: Jamie Hoffmeister,
0: the intuitive artist. Home. Um, I think it's Hofmeister? Home. Hoffmeister. I think so. Have I been saying that wrong the whole time?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> um, well, I remember when Chad moved over here. It's been a couple of years ago, and he was doing CrossFit over in Louisville, and he had to switch gyms, and he went to Four Barrel. Mm-hmm. And I would, he would come home, and I'd say, well, what'd you do, you know? And he was like, told me, I was like, man, that's, that sounds like some really great programming, you know? Yeah. And every time he came home, I was like, man, I need to check this place out, too, you know? And I went to a class, um, one that Corey led, uh-huh. and then I had, like said, I would reached out to Case. And so I was, you know, we did, I started off doing a, like a kettlebell Specialty mm-hmm. kind of class on a Sunday like doing some t- unconventional kettlebell movements and stuff like that okay
2: that's yeah. really cool yeah good for you so, and what year was
0: that? it was a little over a year ago wasn't it? Okay. yeah it's been at least a year I've lost all concept of time since I've like, been doing
1: this. Kids have done that for me. Uh, kids in the business. So uh, yeah, putting a, a pinpoint on what year, I'm always a little bit clueless then. Um, can I have one thing before we get Please. into more yeah. training talk? Um, so I had the opportunity to listen to a couple of your episodes when I was on vacation, and I listened to another today uh, while I was doing food prep, and uh, I'm just what you guys do is awesome so um, I Thank hope you. more people will uh, pick up on this and uh, I think you guys have a knack for it Thank you know you. it's I think whenever you, you listen to something of, of through people that you know uh, you know you've got this I, I listen to a lot of podcasts you know Dustin you talked about it on the first episode and uh, after listening to a few episodes like I feel like you guys could be on like the top 10 list on, uh, on iTunes. So, <laughs> Thank you uh, so keep, much. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it.
0: We love it. it. Yeah. Uh, what type of like, what are some of your favorite podcasts that you normally listen to? Uh,
1: so I listen to a lot of Tim Ferriss podcast, um, Joe Rogan. Uh, there's some specific uh, within like the training world that I listen to. There's one called the Body of Knowledge that I really like uh, Dr. Andy Galpin and uh, Kenny Kane, who owns a gym out in L.A. They run that podcast, so that's a, that's a few of them that I frequent. I love Andy Galpin's stuff. Yeah.
0: I read his book, uh, Unplugged, which was pretty good. Um, and I also... He puts out a lot of good informational content. Yeah. And he's a Ph.D. in sports science,
1: I think. Yeah. yeah, he's sports science or kinesiology, or I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's a smart guy, so...
2: So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your background before we get into anything. Yeah.
1: So um, my background grew up in sports, was always honestly more into the the training side uh, of sports. So I think that's ultimately what, what led me to my first job as a personal trainer, which was, um, geez, I think between the, my freshman and sophomore year of college, uh, there used to be an Ideal Fitness uh, over on Charlestown Road. Um, started out as a personal trainer there. Got like a, I think it was called a Nesta certification at the time. Um, So just did, you know, your traditional gym style training for a while. Uh, After that, got into, or really during that, got into endurance sports. So, you know, I was looking for a competitive outlet as well. So started running, doing triathlons, um, ran into some overuse injuries Mm -hmm. from that, which is ultimately what led me to CrossFit um, because I always tried to have a uh, strength training portion to whatever I was doing with my endurance training um, but you know apparently something wasn't working. I uh, was 23, had bursitis in my hips, mm. uh, went for about six months, couldn't run at all, uh, had to do some rehab and some things like that and uh, you know during that time I think was when I ultimately discovered CrossFit and um, there was one gym over in Louisville at the time. It was it was Derby City CrossFit so um, big shout out to those guys for kind of getting me into it initially. And um, after, you know, doing that for a while, uh, pursued um, a certification, started coaching it at night, had a, uh, a corporate job that I uh, did during the day. And then after coaching CrossFit at night for a couple of years, um, ultimately opened up uh, our first location, which was over just right behind IUS on uh, Hospital Lane. That was uh, 2012. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So we're coming up on... You're number eight now. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. You should feel really accomplished. Well, I, 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 we'll <laughs> see. I think the jury's
2: still out on that one. So. <laughs> no. It's,
0: well. I mean, if you've never been to Four Barrel, it's the best gym I've ever been to. And I've been to a lot of gyms all over the country. And it's you know it's a huge, beautiful facility, top notch stuff. But it's people are friendly. Mm-hmm. It's a great community. Um, it's clean. Um it's yeah. very intelligently programmed. People that are running the classes take it seriously, you know. Um there's values attached to the community, which I love. I wear that shirt all the time and cool. people always comment on it. I wore it up to Chicago to the Animal Flow uh workshop I went to last weekend and the instructor's like, Man, I like that shirt. I'm like, Thanks, you know. But and what cool. does it say, exactly? It's um the four-barrel
1: uh, core, core values. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll try to recite them. Hopefully yeah, I don't forget for them. <laughs> um, we've got happiness, uh, humility, hard work, consistency, and community. And mm. actually that shirt's in my bag because I rode my bike down and I thought if I got too sweaty I'd throw that on and then that way I wouldn't forget the core values in case yeah. that uh, question came up uh, in the podcast. So, um, but, you know, I, I appreciate that too, Dustin. Uh, we work really hard to, um, you know, Keep a clean facility. I think uh, if you look at kind of where CrossFit grew out of, it was everybody would find an industrial space, and you know people were looking for a, a high intensity style workout, and the persona that a lot of CrossFit gyms put off was you know we're very hardcore, and okay. it's chalky and dusty and dirty, and there's really loud music blaring in here. And, uh, you know, I even think, even from our beginning, I mean, we had the loud music, um, but, you know, we wanted to take a slightly different approach um, to what, you know, we'd even seen in some CrossFit gyms. And and I'd been to a lot of other gyms when I had traveled, and, and there were some that... Um, you know stuck out to me of, of that had programs that were really well ran uh and you know we wanted to to model ourselves uh, after them as well so you know we we started in 2012 as just a crossfit gym and then um uh, you know we had our own unique spin on it but over the last seven eight years we have grown and evolved to where you know crossfit is now just one of our program offerings i think we have five or six other programs along with nutrition coaching and personal training. Um, so, you know, we are a um, a full service gym. gym, strength and conditioning for the masses is, is kind of what I call it. And, uh, you know, we've got clients from ages eight up to 80. So uh, we try to, uh, um, you know, treat everyone as an individual as well. So, um, you know, Abby, you and I were talking before the the podcast about how on the on the outside it it can seem very intimidating Mm -hmm. i mean we still have the loud music people are still dropping weights in there um but everything that we do is um completely individualized to the person that's in class so you know if we're squatting in class um, you know hopefully you'll look out at a class of 10 folks and see six seven different styles of squats that are going on Mm -hmm. um, in order to cater to those individuals specifically Um, because you know as humans we have eight nine ten different like primary movement patterns that we all need to have we should all be able to squat we should all be able to hinge and pick things up we need to be able to press things with our upper body pull things rotate move laterally um so you know we train through those functional movement patterns and and whether you are um a a Fifteen-year-old athlete or an eighty-year-old grandmother, like you need those same movement patterns. It's just the mm-hmm. the degree of which you're going to push that movement pattern uh, is going to be different.
2: And so, in every class, you have a is there a personal trainer with you or a coach? Is that one in the same?
1: Yeah. So uh, we we call all of our trainers coaches. Okay. Uh, and all of our classes are coach-led from uh, beginning to end. And then, um, you know, even on top of that, uh, the way that we intake people into most of our programs is they go through six one-on-one sessions. And that gives us an opportunity to uh, introduce them to um, all of those foundational movement patterns, teach them how to move, and then also, you know, get a good idea of what their goals are, uh, what their experience level is, what their limitations are. uh, And then that way we can cater uh, the class program to them um, a little bit more aptly so when they come into that first class they're much more prepared uh, to be able to see the programming that we've got up on the board that day their coach is going to be leading them through it, but they also have an idea of, oh, I see overhead squats on the programming. Um, You know, Case told me in my on-ramp sessions not to overhead squat for at least two months Mm -hmm. uh, until we do a check-in session, so I'm going to goblet squat to a box instead. So it's a little bit of both. Uh, We try to get some one-on-one time, uh, but then also, you know, you've got the group setting that typically tends to keep people motivated keep them coming back
2: okay so talk can we talk about the group classes that Mm -hmm. you have one of the things that i had said um, before we started was that i didn't realize that crossfit i said style but you use the word
1: methodology yeah Yeah. is its
2: own workout Uh so what all what group classes do you have
1: yeah, so CrossFit uh, is one of them. Lean X is similar to our CrossFit classes, we just don't use barbells in that class. It's a bit more conditioning based. Uh, but compared to, to most people's workouts, um, you know, traditional style workouts, there's still gonna be a lot of strength work in our Lean X classes. Uh, we have a weightlifting specific program. Uh, and when we talk about weightlifting, we're talking about the Olympic lifts, so the snatch and the clean and jerk which are um, two very explosive dynamic movements that really move every joint and muscle through a full range of motion. So that's why you can take what is essentially just two lifts and get basically almost everything that human movement has to offer in those two lifts. Um, So that's why you'll have people that will train the Olympic lifts specifically through an entire lifetime. Um, And then it's a great compliment for sport as well. Um, We have a kids program. We have a teens program and then we also have a longevity program which was really initially targeted um, more towards your retiree demographic. Um, but we also have some younger folks that come to that. Um, I've got one client who has uh, MS who um, has some movement limitations and that longevity class is really just the perfect pace for her. Um, so that's kind of a broad scope. Uh, we have 4B30 as well, yeah. uh, the class that Dustin leads. and. Um, you know, you're going to get movements in that 4B30 class that I don't think that you'll see really anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's, that's one of the awesome things about that class is, I mean, I'll take it from time to time and, um, you know, even though some of our other classes are an hour, I feel like I get just as good of a workout in that 30 minutes um, as I do in the other classes.
2: And how long are like the average workout? The average class is
1: 60 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, one of the things I think that we're kind of known for is our warm-ups. Uh, so, you know, 20, 15 to 20 minutes of every class is, uh, typically a warm Um, plus like movement correctives. So if you take, Mm -hmm. you know, most of our clients are going to be in like 30 to 50 age range. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everybody comes to us with typically some movement limitation. We've all sat at a desk for a long time. Uh, you know, maybe we played sports in the past. Maybe I've had some knee surgeries or shoulder surgeries in the past, something like that. Um, so Man, I'm rambling on and I forgot what I was. What was yeah. the point I was making?
0: 60-minute uh, classes. Yeah. Oh, the warm up. Oh yeah, yeah the so up.
1: so corrective movements are something that Probably a lot of our population gets more bang for their buck out of those than really almost anything else that we do in class. That's
2: not interesting. And we
1: kind of just put that into the warm-up, so it just feels like part of class to them. You know, mm-hmm. if I said, hey, go home and do two minutes of pretzel, do uh, ten windmills uh, on each arm, and um, some slow negative push-ups... Um, people probably aren't going to take that home and do it. But if I put it into their warm-up in order to correct their posture and then also prep them and prime them for the movement uh, that we're going to be doing at a higher intensity, one, they're going to be much less likely to um, experience injury. Uh, they're going to be better primed and able to perform better. And then also we're correcting a lot of those uh, old movement patterns that you know, all of us probably need to work on. And then even in a 30-minute class like Dustin's, uh, you know, the first 10 minutes of Dustin's class is a warm-up, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean 30% of his class is getting in a good full-body warm-up, uh, and uh, I think Dustin's class is even known for his warm-ups as well.
0: Yeah, I, I go through a mobility and a balance flow, and uh, we, that's the thing that uh, a lot of, like, kind of old-school conventional training, they think warm-up, oh, well, I'll run on a walk or jog on the treadmill for 15 minutes, get my core body temperature up. Well, that's just one part. Yeah, you want to get your core body temperature up, but you want to get your joints warmed up you want to get nutrients and blood and oxygen going to the joints you're getting getting Mm -hmm. ready to use you need to get your nervous system ready Mm -hmm. so you need to start contracting some muscles and getting that going you know you don't just if you think of old cars you don't really like just turn that car on and go out and floor it you need to you need to turn it on get the oil running through there you know run run through and mobility you know Mm -hmm. we go through the full range of motion of your spine your cervical spine thoracic spine lumbar spine your knees ankles wrists elbows it because if you don't go through those ranges of motion you're gonna lose it you know so right. I and I like doing it it feels great it's it one does. of the things you can do one of those mobility routines like that and afterwards it's something that you noticeably feel you're like wow that I feel so much better now like ready to to do this rather than just you know jogging for 10 minutes and then grabbing a kettlebell
1: it's gonna not feel great right. you know right
2: Tell me about your kids' program. As a mom, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. So um, <laughs> our
1: kids' program right now meets on Sundays uh, at two thirty, and um, that's for ages eight through twelve. Okay. Uh, and it the programming style we call it general physical preparedness. So you know we're gonna take them through those you know. Eight to ten foundational movement patterns that even we take adults through. Um, And because it just gives them such a good baseline um, for whatever movement they're going to be doing on top of that uh, throughout life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, you know, it starts to teach them a little bit about challenge. It starts to teach them uh, a little bit about healthy lifestyle as well. Um, So, you know, it's a great way for even younger kids to to have that opportunity to, to build some strength, to feel more confident, and then also you know, the feedback that we get from a lot of parents is, Hey, my kid just started in our junior high, you know, strength or PE program or my high school strength and conditioning program. And he's better equipped or she's better equipped in that weight room than any of the other kids because they know how to move well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's probably another piece of feedback that we get a lot is, you know, we may not be the gym that's pushing people, you get the, the strength and conditioning and the CrossFit gyms that, you know, they're going to be pushing people to go as heavy as they can. We're not really those folks. We're really more about quality of movement. And if you can move well in that gym setting, then hopefully you're moving well in everyday life. Or if you're out playing a sport, hopefully you're moving well uh, in that sport as well. Yeah. So
2: That's amazing. And how powerful that you're offering that to kids and I just think about if you're if you're if they're doing it young they're mm-hmm. probably going to continue to do it, yeah
1: absolutely, you know? and
2: even if they walk away from something from any sort of wellness, they'll probably come back to it because they Hopefully grew so. up with it, yeah that's amazing, yeah,
0: and set them up with good movement patterns mm-hmm. from the get go you mm-hmm. know I mean if you're training even if you're you're training early, but you know you're being trained wrong or you're not right. being trained in the right movement patterns, those are hard to break later, yeah. yeah, you know it's like if you're a basketball player and you don't you haven't been shooting with proper mechanics for five years and then you try to correct that, that's going to be tough. Those patterns are ingrained. So that's a great, great benefit of uh, coming out to a good place like that early.
1: Yeah, Yeah, to your point, Dustin, like the client that comes to us that – Just came out of a college football program is often harder to teach than the client who's never worked out at all because they haven't ingrained Mm -hmm. those poor movement patterns. They haven't ingrained uh, maybe even some of the ego as well. (laughs) Uh, So um, you know, it's it's sometimes good to be able to start with that blank slate. But to go back to your question about classes, you know, after our warm up, um, within like a CrossFit class or some of our other classes, we're typically diving into some strength strength specific work. So something that's not quite as high intensity, a little bit slower and controlled because we're gonna be under a heavier load. And that's one of the things that we probably do different than a lot of CrossFit gyms is we don't go heavy in um, in the intense piece of class as much um, because I can give you that strength stimulus by going heavy in a bit more controlled fashion, via some specific strength work, and then I can still get that conditioning stimulus out of you, um, through a fun workout that involves a lot of different movements, mm-hmm. but is something that's going to be, uh, you know, safer and, and uh, more broadly applicable to, um, you know, your general population. So, after that, um, if we've got you know time or not if we've got time, after we do the strength piece, then we typically go into the conditioning piece and that'll be um, you know, anywhere from something short, like a five minute sprint, or maybe it's some intervals, some repeats of something that's 30 seconds, a minute long, two minutes long, or some days uh, we might do something um, that's 20 or 30 minutes long. Uh, those days will typically pull the strength piece out mm-hmm. um, because that's the other thing that we that we try to do. We want people to be as well-rounded as they can be. And there's some specific energy systems within the body that you can train. they have got that very short, explosive energy that you would use to like lift something heavy once or twice or do a 100-meter sprint. Um, and then you've got kind of that mid-range energy system that is going to sustain some effort for a couple minutes. And then after that, you start to get into more of that uh, aerobic energy system, which is typically what people think of as endurance. Uh, so you want to train for that endurance mm-hmm. as well. Um, so we'll we'll go through that conditioning piece. And then if we've got time, we'll try to do some kind of cool down at the end. Might be foam rolling, some stretching. I do a lot of breathing work um, just because... I think you can get a lot of bang for your buck, Um, getting people just to do a couple minutes of breathing um, can really get them out of that sympathetic, uh, you know, fight or flight nervous system into that parasympathetic state to where they can start to recover quicker and, you know, a lot of times people will finish up their hard workout and then try to grab their bag and head out the door (laughs) and then they're like wired for the next three hours Whereas if you'll just do a couple minutes of of crocodile breathing, which is where you're on your stomach, you're just getting some feedback from the floor, um, you know, you can really start to downregulate. And then, you know, you walk out feeling, oh man, like I I feel great. The endorphin rush came in, but like I'm not wired and jittery and like wore out from the workout. I actually feel good, Mm. uh, you know, leaving the workout. So that kind of wraps up a, a class from beginning to end. Okay.
0: What kind of, uh, what's your favorite kind of recovery methods that you do personally? Anything new or any like yeah. old, old good ones you always go to or?
1: Breath work has probably been the biggest one for me for the last couple of years. Um, just experimenting with different types. So, um, I've done everything from just, you know, basic like progression style where you start off with crocodile, then you get into ninety ninety things like that. I've even tried like some Wim Hof stuff, um, and you know not all that 's not necessarily for recovery, um, but I think there 's different ways that you can use breath to get into your body and then also um, you know going off the fact that I think people take fifteen sixteen thousand breaths a day on average um, and you know if if nasal breathing, if diaphragmatic breathing is one of the things that Helps control that fight or flight nervous system. If I can train myself to breathe better, mm. and I'm gonna take sixteen thousand breaths in a day, like that's probably the most baseline thing I can do as a physical being, um, you know. So, uh, breathwork's been been big for me. Uh, I mentioned Wim Hof. Um, I've got an app on my phone called uh, Shift State. Um, I think one of the co-authors with Andy Galpin, Brian McKenzie is one of the guys behind that app. And there are, I think, four different styles of breathing on there. And they all start off at like two to three minutes a time. And then as you get better, you give the app some feedback and then it kind of ramps up um, the intensity uh, of your breathing. So breath work's been big. And then, I mean, just from a a pure recovery standpoint, uh, nutrition is huge. And then uh, Sleep. So I'm right in the middle of a book right now, uh, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Uh, it's going to be the first book that's in our uh, Four Barrel Book Club, which we're going to start oh, doing cool. in November. Uh, we're always pressing to people that, hey, get seven to eight hours of sleep a night. Uh, we'll give them some rhyme and reason behind it. But you know, getting people with busy schedules to uh, really take that to heart is tough, uh, even myself. So um, you know, I, part of the reason I've been reading that book is it kind of gets the flywheel effect going in my life of like, oh, here's this constant reminder that even though we've got a couple gyms and a couple kids, like I need to sit down and like plan out my sleep. Even like, okay, we need to be in bed by nine thirty tonight. Okay, what time do we got to start getting the kiddos to bed? Um, just because there are a, a plethora of benefits that uh, people are, I think, missing out on. Mm. Um, from not getting enough sleep. So,
0: do you track your sleep with any devices or anything like that? Or? I
1: track my time. Uh, it's funny. I was I was running with a, a friend that actually goes to the gym the other day, and we were talking about wearables and things like that. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I track a lot of different things right now, and I eventually want to get to tracking sleep. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm somewhat of a numbers guy, but it's just for me right now. It's just another thing that I'm not quite ready to track. So. You know, I think a year from now, probably, um, I've, I've been looking into the Aura rings. You've got one on? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've been wanting to get one of those um, just to uh, to give myself some more biofeedback uh, when it comes to that stuff.
0: Yeah, I, re- I really like the Aura ring. That's what I use to track it. And yeah. it's, it's surprisingly accurate. Yeah. I mean, it's very accurate. Tell me
1: again
2: what all it does.
0: It measures your sleep cycle so it'll show you the different when how much time you're in REM how much time you're in deep sleep how much time you're in light sleep when you wake up it measures your respiratory rate uh your heart rate variability and your heart rate all while you're sleeping so during the day it's not really I wouldn't recommend it for uh tracking activity Mm -hmm. but it's more like recovery so when you're sleeping it's Mm -hmm. tracking all those things you charge it yeah you only have to charge it once a, a week Yeah, it's it's been great. I've had it for a little bit, but uh, it was surprising because, you know, sometimes I'll go to bed, and I'll be in bed for nine hours, but I'll get five hours and 50 minutes of sleep. It was Mm -hmm. real Mm -hmm. eye-opening. Do you use – do you have any – techniques that you use to try to enhance your sleep or you just try to say, all right, I'm going to get in bed by a certain time and get up at a
1: certain time. You know, we've done some basic stuff. So, uh, we try to keep the house as cool as we can, um, without having too high of an electric bill. Um, <laughs> we have, you know, good blinds and blackout curtains. Um, we try to, to, I don't do so great cause I'm typically like checking email and things at night, but I try to get away from screens, uh, close to bedtime. Um, our room is completely black so no other lights you know i used to have like the alarm clock that had the digital numbers on it uh, got rid of that um depending on how the day went um doing some breath work before bed uh, can be big to to help down regulate uh, and then, um, you know, I'm a big fan of a, uh, I know like cold showers and ice baths are a big thing uh, these days, but, um, you know, there's some research out there that, uh, taking a hot shower and then letting your body get into that cool down phase, um, can help jumpstart that sleep. So that's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's great. Um, I've also been recently putting my phone on airplane mode oh. at to bed. night. Yeah. Hmm. I use yeah. the
1: sleep mode, um, just to where like I don't get notifications and then if I have people um, you know, we've got classes that kick off at five thirty, six in the morning. So mm-hmm. if they're like I have a few contacts that like their call will come through the Do Not Disturb mode, uh, so like just in case there's an emergency, like maybe I'll get a call, but outside of that, like I don't get I don't get notifications from like any other apps or, or that sort of thing. So I think that's big as well. You know it's I see huge. people all the time that their their Facebook dingers going off and their yeah. uh, Instagram dingers going off, and it's just the amount of times a day that you know you're picking up that phone or it's interrupting you at night. Um, I think can can really put a, a wrench in your uh, rest recovery overall well-being yeah yeah
0: for sure do you uh track your sleep or anything abby
2: i don't know i can't i can't get on board with it (laughs) i don't know i feel like i'm I, i have my phone so close to me all day long um I'm gonna sound like an idiot, but I just I'm like, oh, it's probably not healthy, <laughs> so I don't want anything on me or around me at night. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't
2: need it. I have enough, you know.
1: I didn't use to the track time. it, and then I've been working um, with Erica uh, at the gym. She is uh, my nutrition coach as well, and um, she takes a, a, a behavioral approach to, um, you know, instilling. the the healthy habits that you need to to affect your your nutrition and and even though it's maybe not nutrition specific one of the goals that we set last month was okay, let's start trying to improve your sleep because my sleep's been, been garbage for the last couple of years because of kiddos and, and the gym. Uh, so, you know, just a simple thing for me was the notes app in my phone. Um, I've mm-hmm. always got a, a relative idea of what time I went to sleep and, you know, just being able to check back at the end of the week and see like, okay, like I did pretty good this week. I went from, you know, six hours a night to uh, I'm getting close to seven now. Uh, so, you know, nothing super detailed, but just something to help it stay a bit more top of mind. Just nice. being aware yeah. of what it is. Nice.
2: Tell me a little bit about your nutrition coaching. Yep, yeah. is it its own?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So um, nutrition has always been a big part of what we uh, teach. You know, if you look at um, even the uh, the hierarchy of human development, uh, nutrition is down there at, at the bottom. Um, And that's something that we've always tried to get across to our clients. So we would do, you know, we we would talk about it in our pre-class huddles. We would do nutrition challenges. We would have initiatives to try to keep it top of mind and help give people the educational pieces of it. Um, but you still would just traditionally see the roller coaster effect. You know, people, they would get into the challenge for a while and they kind of fall off the wagon and then they would wait for the next challenge and then kind of fall off the wagon. So um, about a year ago, we, we kind of doubled down and said like, okay, if this is like truly what we believe in, then we need to put our money where our mouth is. Um, so over the last couple years, we've really been investing money, resources, uh, coaching certifications. Um, training into building our nutrition program to where um, now we have a head nutrition coach at uh, both locations. Um, Erica Coulter is uh, our lead coach here in New Albany. and um,
0: Where can people find her online?
1: Um, so if you head to our um, social media, um, the Four Barrel Fitness, uh, and just scroll a few posts, you're always going to see Erica <laughs> popping up, whether it's a nutrition post. She's posting a couple times a week uh, in terms of nutrition. And then um, over the last week or so, we've, she's done a couple coach highlights as well. So um, I can't recall her uh, handle off the top of my head. Her email is erica at 4bfit, uh, our website, dot com. Um, awesome. And if you go to our website, you'll, you'll be able to dig her up pretty easy. Uh, But yeah, so we we take that... Individualized um, behavioral approach. So, you know, some people like to weigh and measure their food. They they need spreadsheets. They need that sort of thing. Other people work better off general rules. Um, some people, you know, maybe they're a triathlete and they're wanting to dial in their nutrition, and it's a path that they've been on for the last five years. Whereas other folks, you know, maybe they're coming to us and they've never done anything um, nutritionally before, as, as as far as like trying to dial that in. So. You know, we sit down and we try to figure out where that person is starting, and then we we break it down into simple action steps followed up by a lot of accountability. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's nutrition, whether it's personal training, whatever it may be, you know, especially with the, the day that we live in with all of the technology, everything that's going on, everyone has a super busy schedule, um, the accountability piece is, is so huge. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we teach some some pretty sound nutritional foundations, nothing crazy. It's, you know, nothing with a brand on it either. It's all, you know, eat whole, uh, unprocessed food, um, Mm -hmm. eat as balanced as you can, try not to do any type of like Mm -hmm. radical dieting, things like that. Um, And then, okay, what are the simple action steps that are going to get you there? And what is a system that you can fit into your everyday life? Um, You know, I used to be the guy that thought, hey, I need to go over to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's to buy um, all my groceries. But, you know, making a 45-minute out-and-back grocery trip, (laughs) minus the time at the store, is not realistic for most people. So, you know, people may do that for a month for a 30-day challenge, but, you know, unless it's something that that you can put into your everyday life, it's just not going to be sustainable. So I think sustainability is probably the, the biggest thing for us when it comes to nutrition.
2: And is nutrition, is it a part of your membership or is it something that you pay extra for?
1: It's something that you pay extra for. So everybody gets uh, some introduction to nutrition in those intro sessions and then it's something that's always going on at the gym. So um, you kind of pick your poison with how in-depth you want to get with your nutrition coaching path while you're there.
2: I will say I went online and checked out your blog and Mm -hmm. was reading through and you have some really great... um, I don't know what the right word is. Content. but Well, yeah, content. But you have, um, oh shoot, what's the right word?
1: Was it like educational stuff or was yeah. it recipe stuff? You just
2: have like good PDFs <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. that you can take home and yeah. check out for free. It's already out there. Absolutely. I don't know, but I was browsing it and I'm like, whoa, this is some really good stuff.
1: And, that, and that's, you know, I mean, and if, if even if you look at our, our mission statement, um, you know, we want to create strong minds, strong bodies and strong communities. So um, we have a very tight knit community at the gym. Um, that's one of the, the big uh, feedback that we get, like why people like coming back is is because of their, their fellow classmates, uh, and and because of that, that motivation, um, but you know we hope that we're inspiring health and wellness, you know beyond the walls of the gym as well. So yeah. um, you know basically anything that we put together, um, you can find on our website. Um, hopefully, uh, you know it it scratches that itch for people, and if they're more interested, then they can they can come talk to us, and we can give them some some more in depth info. Yeah, yeah,
0: I you know I just I love the experience of the gym. Uh, like I said I've, I I love going to different gyms and and they all have a different feel you know and there's been times in the past where I've been in a gym for a while and I just I leave because I can't stand it anymore right. you know I, and it's not like an individual person but I just it has a bad vibe you know like I don't like it mm-hmm. and I've never had that before but oh, I love it you know you walk in and it's uh, you know it just has a feel to it you know and I like the loud music I like the big open floor, floor plan with mm-hmm. kettlebells and a rig you know I was just up in Chicago and I went to an Equinox gym and that's like a luxury brand kind of gym and yeah they had everything you'd want in there um, but it was a conventional gym nice locker rooms uh, towel service it was clean but it felt like you're in either a like nightclub or like the makeup section of a department store. Like, it wasn't a place that, like, I felt inspired to train in. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I feel like when I go into 4 Girl I'm like, I'm ready to rock. You know, I'm ready to get after it in here. And I, I think that's super important, like, the training environment. Yeah. Um... I went down and trained with, I think I mentioned before, Ben Bikulski, that bodybuilder in Tampa, and in his gym, he's all about the environment, like the lighting, the music during training. And then post-training, he switches the music to something for more parasympathetic stimulation. And, uh, you know, it's like there's there's really something to that, like where you're training at, the people that's around. And, you know, like I think some people, I've taken some clients out there before where we were training at home and because I wanted them to, like, see other people working out. Because some people just don't know if they didn't play – sports or they've never they're just completely foreign to fitness they don't really know like like it's okay to like go hard if you're being safe if you're moving properly like it's okay like yeah it's going to be a little uncomfortable you mm-hmm. know but like you you need to do that and, and when they see other people doing it in a group and well oh, look that guy over there's like you know 65 years old and he's you know, getting after it, they're like, oh, I can do this. Or look right. at that girl in there throwing that barbell up over her head. It's like, oh, I can do that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really important and what's super cool too about four barrel.
2: Yeah. One of the things that, so I've never been,
0: <laughs> you gotta change that. I know that's I right. do right. I need
2: to go, but one of the things is that it is so exclusive or it has an exclusive feel, um, and that you have like your, terms that no you know I had to yeah. google what Wadman. I did not know <laughs> so it's exclusive but everybody that I know that goes to Four Barrel is very inclusive um, which is special it's special that you have created that type of community
1: yeah well thank you yeah. uh, you know that's it's running a gym is, is definitely not the uh, the easiest way to make money mm. uh, and it's a, it's a lot of hours and you know this is a conversation that Honestly, I don't think I've, I've really had with a lot of people before the last couple of years. I think I'm just getting more comfortable in, in being a business owner and talking about these things. But, um, you know, even the, our community and, you know, getting to see or getting to have the inspiration and the perspective of, you know, seeing one, the things that they do for each other, um, the life situations that people go through. But yet they're, you know, they're still getting in. They're still supporting each other. They're still pushing hard um, is is has taught me a lot and has been very rewarding, um, you know, so much so that, you know, that's probably one of the things that's kept us in the businesses as long as we have. Um, you know, I, I I went to business school, so when we first opened the gym, we were growing quickly. We opened a second location, and you know, I think for us, we were we had our eyes set on oh, we're gonna have ten locations in the region, and then you know maybe we'll split off from CrossFit and we'll do our own franchise thing. And we always preached community, and, and we were so into it, and we and we preached quality as well. And as we started to grow and expand you know, we saw that like, okay, we're only going to be able to promote so much community if we continue to get bigger. And we're only going to be able to promote so much quality if we open up a bunch of locations. Mm -hmm. So, you know, right now I've got our two locations and we're, and we're super happy with that. And, um, you know, that's going to be our focus is just, you know, delivering the best community and the best service that we can to, um, you know the members of those two locations and, and we hope to continue to add more people in our community and and be able to reach out into our, our local community more um, but uh, yeah I mean the the perspective and the lessons that our community has taught myself our coaches um, our entire staff uh, is like one of the things I think that like keeps Four Barrel going so it's it's you know it's a lot of work on the staff end, but I don't know if the clients in the community there necessarily know like how much they keep oh. the ball moving forward. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah.
2: No, not <laughs> every single person that I know that goes there has invited me. <laughs> it's good so deal. funny. I good know it's good. So you're yeah. good. <laughs> you obviously have something special. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: It's actually. It's a amazing cult if that you people are invited. Right. Right. No. I know.
1: It's like hashtag sweat angel. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know though, you find something you like. You like, I'm, yeah. I'm one of those people that can't shut up about it either. Like, you know, talk about yoga and more kettlebell and high intensity workouts, and you know, it's it's great. I mean, we're so lucky to have yeah. Four Barrel and Inner Spring both in New Albany, Indiana. Like, I'm always over. I have a client that's coming over from the Highlands. Uh, I train him here, personal training, and. And he said, man, I've been telling everybody about coming over to New Albany, you know. And he said, you know, people in Louisville have it in their mind that it's like so far. Like, you drive all the way over there. And he's like, look, it takes him 19 minutes to get to his gym in St. Matthews. And it takes him 17 minutes to get here. Look
1: at that. And that river, though. It's like an ocean.
2: <laughs> I, know, I
0: know. Kentucky it people is. are weird. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to alienate like half
2: the Sorry. <laughs> no, I have cousins in Kentucky. And they're like,
1: you're so far away. I'm like, so I'm far, not. So far. 17 minutes from the Highlands. Speaking of Inner Spring, that's something I've mentioned to you. I, I need to get down here and, and take some classes. I've yeah. I wanted to try some classes. I've done some yoga in the past, but uh, never at, at Inner Spring. So yeah. it's one of those things that's on my uh, my goals list.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What uh, type of yoga have you done in the past?
1: Um, I've done some Bikram. I've done mm-hmm. some other hot yoga. Um, those have been the primary types that I've that I've done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, there, all the classes here are great, but my favorites and I'm trying not to play favorites but I guess I am Uh, I like Carrie's Vinyasa Lord Mint's Vinyasa is really fantastic Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you like to move a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, the restorative on Wednesday is phenomenal like if you want pure recovery restorative yoga I mean you're going to use every single prop in the room you're going to basically just get propped up and comfortable and then just chill there for like 5-10 minutes Mm -hmm. per pose that's cool yeah it's great kind of led through some kind of guided meditation type things it's it's different. I really like it, but uh, yeah, there's. If you check out the
1: schedule online, there. So yeah. I've I've been online. I've checked out the schedule. I'm like mapping out my path to, to class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, soon
2: next year you can come to one of our classes. Yeah, that's
0: right. right? There <laughs> we go. Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, you guys <laughs> are doing teacher, teacher today. training. Teacher training starting in April. That's exciting.
0: Yeah. I'm stoked about it. know. Oh, Have you done any of the reading? No. I mean, you, you know. read the uh, Bachman book, right?
2: Yeah, Nikolai Bachman's. What would you yes, think? I liked it. Yeah. I haven't so I haven't completely finished it, but I do really like it. He breaks down um the Patanjalis. Yeah. Yeah, what you're reading right now.
0: Yeah, and that Patanjalis is hard to read. Um it's it's getting it gets better as you get into it, but it's being interpreted by <laughs> right. I'm not going to even try to pronounce the guy's name. Swami. Got, Swami something <laughs> Yeah, right. it's it's pretty interesting. It's good. I like that Eastern stuff yeah. because it's a lot of crossover with Buddhism, um, which mostly most stuff I've read on Buddhism, and of course, you know, the story of the Buddha is that he traveled around and all these uh, studied with all these gurus in India, and then kind of took what he liked and kind of consolidated it into his own philosophy. But uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in that Patanjali's book. Yeah,
2: yeah, I have a lot to learn. You know, it's a lot different from practicing yoga to teaching yoga.
0: So. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I've recently been teaching like with clients from just sitting there and looking at them and giving them verbal cues, mm-hmm. whereas normally I was doing it with them, which is much easier because I'm just describing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that's a different ball part, as yeah. a different ball game when you're like looking at someone and trying to tell them how to do these yeah. yoga postures properly. So, I'm I'm easing into it. Uh,
1: we, we call that the differences instructing versus coaching. You know Anyone can stand up front and instruct, you know just do what I do. Uh-huh. Versus like coaching where you need to be able to you know spot where's the movement flaw, and then, okay, I understand what the movement flaw is, so then how do I correct it? And then having a system, so for us, we have a system for correction where, okay, if I try something verbally and it doesn't work, then I'm gonna try something visually. If that doesn't work, then I'm gonna try something tactile, so maybe I put hands on, try to get into a different position. Um, so yeah, being able to, um, correct movement and, and not just be up front and instruct is a, a very tough thing to do. Yeah. It's a yeah. skill a in skill. its own. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: In its own skill. The, uh, animal flow instructor is very tactile. Uh, and it was, it was, it was great. You know, he was, uh, he was excellent. And then um, go ahead. Oh no. Go ahead.
1: Uh, yoga training. That's 200 hours. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 200 yeah. hours. Yeah. I think that was, we were talking about that a bit before the podcast and, uh, within the realm of what we do um, you know that's one of the things that that we're pushing for right now is you know you can go and get a weekend certification anywhere um, Mm -hmm. or you know there's a lot of Places even even locally that we've seen that that advertise you know CrossFit classes and they'll like put a dash in fit just so that like CrossFit headquarters doesn't like <laughs> Funny. doesn't yeah. like single them out and like send right. them a cease and desist kind of thing but like we'll get feedback in the community from people that say oh yeah I'm not gonna tr- come and try four braille because I went to so and so and we did CrossFit there and oh. I hurt myself and yeah. I'm like well I don't think that's actually a CrossFit gym so you know if you've got people who are looking into the strength and conditioning side, um, you know, vetting that gym, vetting the coaches, understanding how much experience they have, yeah. you know, what type of onboarding process they have, uh, I think is very important. Um, you know, we even got to the point now to where we, it's not a two hundred hour uh, teacher training, but we do a hundred and sixty hour internship mm-hmm. um, to get our coaches ready for. Um, their their coaching path at Four Barrels, So I think it's awesome that, you know, you guys are in a setting where you're going to have a ton of experience uh, and, you know, really, really have some good coaching skill by the time that you're able to be in front of and, and, and lead yeah, people. Yeah. yeah,
0: definitely. And especially to have the teachers like Carrie and Laura, who, I mean, Carrie's been uh, and Laura probably too at the same mm-hmm. time, about 15 years mm-hmm. of teaching experience of yoga. So, I mean, you got 30 years, 40 years of experience between the two. Of, of actually teaching it so like couldn't be a better place to take the training because i mean you do see those things like come to costa rica for uh three days and get your 200 hours and you're <laughs> right. like man you get how like quick can you learn learn the yoga in like 72 hours <laughs>
1: yeah. you mentioned so. that that amount of years like so break that down into like how many classes have they led i mean it's thousands and right. thousands oh. that's Something that we have to do for some of the continuing education that we pursue is you have to submit your total coaching hours and uh, it 's just something you don 't think of and, and some of our coaches have been submitting for some more continuing education and it 's really cool to see that like some of our coaches have five six seven thousand hours of like in front of people, not to mm-hmm. mention. All of the programming and the things that they're doing on top of that so yeah. it's uh that's amazing you know,
2: it's yeah
0: cool. it's fantastic it's super important to go somewhere where the people take it seriously and they're like properly trained i mean there's a lot of crossfit gyms and a lot of gyms in general where it's just poorly executed mm-hmm. i mean crossfit's defined as uh what is it constantly varied high intensity functional movement that's pretty broad but if you don't know what you're doing yeah. you can
2: and, hurt, and Ch- you know,
0: yeah well Chad travels all over the country and performs and he's been to some gyms and he's like you would not believe
1: what I saw today in this, in this class and I'm like
0: man are you serious and like some of the stories that he tells me I'm like if you told me Dustin I want you to try to hurt this person it's like that's what I would do you know and I'm like I cannot believe anyone would yeah. would program that or like Like goad someone to like do that, you know, and it's like, oh my God, you know, so you got to be careful, you know, you got to go somewhere good.
1: There's, there's definitely that stigma that CrossFit is dangerous. And if people ask me that, I think used to, I would say, oh no, it's not dangerous. But now I say, yeah, CrossFit is dangerous. The thing that's dangerous though, is poor coaching and poor programming and ego, yeah. Uh, but you know, that's why I think it's you know it's important to make sure that you know you're a good fit at the place that you're at, and they've got good experience, and you know you're able to look out at that class and see people doing several different versions of the movement. Uh, and then, you know, even if you're a beginner, you can look out at a class and see, like, what are people's movement quality, what, what does people's movement quality look like, you know? Yeah. Are they bending over and picking things up with a rounded back? Or, you know, does everything look clean and crisp? You don't have to right. be an expert to be able to see that stuff. So, you know, if this is something that, that someone's interested in, those are some things that, that they should look for.
0: Yeah, fantastic. What would you say to somebody that's thinking about trying out 4 Barrel?
1: Um, come in for an intro session. So we do free intros, uh, we'll sit down, chat with you about kind of what your goals are because we've got several different programs. So um, you know, depending on what your goal is, we'll get you funneled into the right program. Uh, and then you know, there's several different opportunities that uh, people can come in and test out classes. We do um, open community workouts, free workouts, the third Thursday of every month, and that's every class time of the day. Um, so people can always come in and get a little bit of taste of class Uh, that way and then um, from the nutrition coaching side uh, you don't even have to to come to our fitness classes to do nutrition coaching so we have clients that come to us strictly for nutrition Um, so we've got uh, we've got uh, some new year stuff coming up uh, nutrition initiatives that anybody in the community will be able to uh, jump on board with so they can check that out all that stuff will come through our website and our social media so if people are following us on there, they can they can find that stuff then, too.
0: Cool, cool. And you're doing your 100-day yeah. meltdown? meltdown? Morning meltdown. Morning yes. meltdown?
2: How's that going? It's going great. We did day 16 today. I had some girls over. There were four of us. They were all moms, and there were five kids running around, so it was <laughs> a little chaotic, but it was a lot of
1: fun.
2: Nice. <laughs> we all worked out together this morning.
0: And what is it? what type of movements are you doing in All
2: that? sorts of different. She does everything from weightlifting to cardio to um, yoga to just – Varies.
0: Cool, cool. And so you're doing them consecutively or do you get rest days or
2: um you build your own calendar with this program. So I am doing two a days typically and then have like one rest day a
0: week. It's hardcore.
2: I'm loving it though. They're only like twenty to thirty minutes, they're not very long, and so if I feel really good, then I'll just do, you know, two. And if not, I'm like do
0: one. (laughs) What are you drinking today?
2: I am drinking oh man. Some <laughs> cold brew from Heine Brothers.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. I was not gonna get caffeine, and then my friend Casey talked me into it. So here I am. Whatever time it is, five nineteen. Might be caffeine. rough night sleep
0: tonight. Maybe. <laughs> 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 what
2: are you drinking? I'm
0: drinking. I was drinking chai tea from the cool center. It was hmm. delicious. Case, what are you getting into?
1: Um. So right before I came here, I had some uh, just matcha with water at uh, Colkin Coffee. Oh, on nice. The- Charlestown Road I love
2: that place
0: yeah. it's a good place
2: he's yeah. so owner that er, he's so owner the <laughs> owner is so nice whatever his name is have you met him
0: Gary Gary
1: yeah. yes cool every
2: time I go in there with Nora he's just treats her like a queen
0: yeah it's a great place <laughs> and that's on Charlestown Road kind of by Slate Run Road if you want to check it out Culkin Coffee yeah And you guys have anything else
1: um yeah so a couple recommendations that I could give um if you're gonna do anything to like get on the path to being healthy um, do two minutes of crocodile breathing a day and just look it up on on YouTube super simple uh, and I think that's just a, a super easy thing that people can um, check off the list and then the other thing that I would recommend would be to um, carve out two hours out of your weekend or someday during the week to do some food prep uh, and I think if there's one like activity that pays bigger dividends for our clients than anything else it's spending a couple hours a week to do some bulk meal prep uh, you know you don't have to like completely plan every single meal you just cook a bunch of meat um, or a bunch of vegetables you know just depending on whatever your dietary path is but just having that stuff pre-made that you can just you know plug and play throughout the week is super Huge. super important mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so
0: that's cool crocodile breathing I need to check that out oh I was going to ask you too um nasal breathing I've been seeing that in programming and that's been kind of a buzz lately and you know, I've yeah. been experimenting with it yeah uh the uh, thing I've noticed, like I do it for like some of the more cardio-specific things, mm-hmm. but I noticed that if I don't kind of grunt like on the rower, if I'm doing nasal breathing, I feel mm-hmm. like I lose a little
1: power. So, you know, looking at nasal breathing, I think for something that's more conditioning focused, um, I think over the course of the entire workout, you're ultimately going to be more efficient. So if I'm going to do a 30-second or a one-minute sprint, I'm probably not going to do just nasal breathing. Um, you know, I'll 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 do nose mouth or even mouth mouth. Um, but if I'm gonna do something that's more long haul, uh, you know, one there is a little bit of skill to it. Um, you there's some training to it as well. Like you've got to learn to use your diaphragm properly in that piece. So the more you do it, the better you get at it. Um, but your your CO two turnover, all that stuff. Uh, should be improved the more that you nasal breathe. Um, And then it's also that thing, too, of like, if you can do more nasal breathing in your workouts and then also do more nasal breathing outside of your workouts, then you're going to be in a lot less stressful state throughout a lot of the day. Um, And also, like, you're going to have a lot stronger core um, because that's where that core strength originates. So um, if I was going to give a third recommendation, it would be everybody... (laughs) Breathe through your nose. <laughs> breathe through your nose. Don't be a mouth <laughs> Yeah,
0: I I did a, a long run a week or two ago and just did pure nasal breathing and I felt like it was uh, the my perceived exertion was much less. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like it wasn't as taxing for me and I felt like I kept the I wasn't measuring the pace or anything, but it huh. felt like I was running at the same pace. But when I was finished, I was like, wow, I, I feel like I expended a lot less energy. I felt better yeah. after doing it. Yeah, Well, that's cool. I don't have anything else. Do you guys?
2: Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate
1: it. it And uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
0: Namaste. Namaste. I'll say namaste as well. (laughs)